So tonight I wanted to talk about theory, practice, and execution. Because ultimately people can study the theory around things, the philosophy behind them, even how the sociological dynamics of those things influence you to experience your craft a lot more plutonically. So behind the philosophy and the theology behind those practices, I guess that's one aspect. And people could spend lifetimes on that, just exploring that and find it interesting. The practice is a little bit different. It's because it's taking the things that you've learned and applying them. Kind of like um, the more that you study something, the more that you're going to want to be tested. And a lot of people don't like to be tested. But those tests are valid. They serve a purpose behind like the schooling aspect of um, elementary, high school, university, college, stuff like that. Um, nobody's really going for a thesis on the things that they're studying. But they are studying those things to be able to be profound in whatever they're doing, right? This is where the execution comes in. <clears throat> because without the execution, then the theory and the practice are secondary. And that secondary nature is taking away from the things that are highly regarded and cherished and considered sacred uh, within this craft. And not to say that this craft is any different than any other, because they're ultimately all the same thing, just different genres or different blends, different flavors, if you will, of what these things actually mean. Some could see them as constellations, some could see them as elements, some could see them as personable experiences, different ways to find your people. But the execution is not only taking those things and then applying them, kind of like studying until you have enough knowledge that you can have a type of wisdom that you can extrapolate on, build upon, fall in love with, and indulge in. Which is great, but there's always things that need to be added to, to that woodpile in order for that fire to burn. So say everybody has that spark within them. But what does that spark really mean? Without utilizing that spark to be able to create a fire burning under your ass, so to speak, that is keeping you driven and keeping you moving, keeping you focused on what your goal is. I know many people have a plethora of different goals and things that they want to accomplish. Some are long-sighted, some are short-sighted. doesn't matter. Ultimately, staying focused on the end goal, which is the execution, is the ideal formula that people need in order to be able to kind of overcome the things that they see in their everyday life that they feel like they're powerless about. And really, it's just a perception of those things that take away from their initial experience of being able to enjoy those things for what they are. ultimately feeling powerless is just being powerless is because we haven't actually applied the right methodologies in order to be able to kind of take our power back 
like Hekas Hekas Este Babeloi. A simple formula used to return all power to us and all power that does not belong to us, kind of return to sender type of thing. One of the main introductory methods within ceremonial magic, if you will, but even taking the pra practical methods, you can think about those things for as long as possible. You can study those things for as long as possible. And then once you feel ready, then you're able to take the next step. A lot of people don't feel like they're ready for the next step or know what the next step is, but even with guidance, not willing to actually really ask those questions, to take things further, to move past the way that they perceive things and then get into the realm of knowing or gnosis, to have personal experience within those, those happenings. So the theory could be a plethora of different things, right? And the practice can be at odds with a million to one. But that's the praxis. In order to be able to facilitate a change, then you need to know the practice, you need to know the formula, you need to know how these things are laid out. Even when the things are laid out for you, you're still going to question the methodology, wondering if this is the correct method or if there's going to be any drawbacks in any way, shape, or form. This is where execution comes into play. Because you need to be focused, you need to be determined, you need to get rid of any little bit of fear that you have with inside of you. And then know what you're doing, why you're doing it, and where you want to go after you've done it. And feel like it's already completed within that syncretism. You're trying to synthesize a result from your actions. So you're using your mind as a tool to be able to tinker with the nature of your reality. And that is a scientific method to magic itself. The brain is just a tool for a collective hive mind, but not every mind is connected. Not everything that we're doing is connected to something else. We're only a minute fragment of those elements that we're attempting to influence by performing ceremonies, by taking everything that we have in and contributing what we can give to the all whether that's all-knowing or all-glorious or all-holy or all-unholy, <clears throat> there's still a common denominator there that takes a little piece of us and then turns it into something else. So by the time that it returns, then we become much more than we once thought that we were to begin with. Kind of like a aspect of deification. But then looking at things like the concept of samadhi, where you already are everything that you hope to accomplish, it's just acknowledging that you are that person, that you already are everything that you want to become, without basing it from a place of, I guess you could say ego, but I feel like that's the wrong word. Perhaps... A sense of knowing without labeling. I think that's a more accurate description. Because no matter how much we know, we're not trying to say that we know it all or know everything about that subject. Because nobody ultimately can know those things. 
even with the term nothing is impossible, I still feel like there is a lot of things that can be impossible, but it's a matter of perspective. It depends on who's actually willing to do the work to make the impossible possible, you know? So with that being said, theory, practice, and execution. The reason why these are the three major core principles is because it takes away from everything that we know and love and we have to make sacrifices for, you know, eating junk food, not taking care of our health, thinking about the way that we interact with other people, saving our our energy and then reinvesting it in the places where it's more desirable for, for it to be. There's a lot of things that it boils down to. The common denominators are, are always going to be the same, you know? Especially if you have goals that you want to accomplish or even if you don't think about those goals uh, whatsoever and you're just working towards them um, in a humble way, in a more passive way. Not really the things that most people kind of like take into accordance. There's many different contributing factors to this. But even if we look at who we are as a person, the person that we want to be, especially with initiation into hermetics, where you're going into all the good things that you've done, all the bad things that you've done, and then the person that you want to be, um, the middle path, I guess you could call it. The reason for this is because you're not going to want to be swayed even by your own gut instincts the things that you feel are habitual in nature that you feel like you're genetically predisposed to do these things don't really mean that they're something that you need to do it's just something that you're drawn to and sure it may feel like it's the best option for you but at the end of the day without experimentation without um knowing if you're doing the right thing or not doing the right thing, you do have to know that there's a little bit of play there. There's a lot of things that come into your realm of thought that you kind of have to differentiate. Oh, is this who I actually am? Why am I thinking this? Am I really this person that is thinking this thought? Where did this thought come from? This isn't this isn't me and pushing it out of your realm of awareness if it doesn't serve your highest purpose. There's a lot of things that come into this and I know as a left-hand path practitioner, there's a lot of things that I still draw from within the right-hand path. But instead of like see them as the holy grail that uh, are, you know, the most beneficial outright, there's a lot of things that it needs to have the proper context. So with all of that being said, there are still things that need to be differentiated, Right? who you are as a person. Do you really know? Or do you believe that you know so you never question it further? And that happens with many different things in life. It could be uh, political. It could be religious. It could be uh, with your family dynamic, how your family view, views you, how you view your family, how you're viewed by strangers, how, you, how you're viewed by others. All those things kind of all fall into the same slot. But that's more of like a domino effect than it is Jenga, because when you start to pull these things apart, then you're going to see that Jenga, everything falls flat um, from a philosophical sense, because none of those things are actually truths. Um, this is where emotional intelligence comes into play. You have to know who you are, the reason why you're doing these things. You have to reevaluate who you are as a person. 
and then kind of understand that you don't really know who you are and you're trying to figure that out. And the only way to do that is to experiment. That's why the theory comes into play. That's why the practice comes into play. That's why the execution comes into play. It's because you are not only testing the limits of yourself and testing the limits of these things that you believe, but you're questioning those things and then seeing which is the most applicable. And the more that you do this, the more that you're going to find little tiny pieces of yourself. And those shards of self-mastery eventually have you completely put back together as a whole. You become something so grandiose so exponentially greater than the person that you once were, you don't even recognize who that person is anymore. And sure, it could start with a Tahuti, right? And then branch off into something that is exponentially greater in every single way, shape, or form. You're looking for the beauty of life and not trying to hold on to a pessimistic or nihilistic belief is because that's the thing that brought you to this path to begin with. Just a push those things out of the realm of comfort and push yourself out of that realm as well. So then both of them can leave in separate directions and never meet again until everything comes full circle. Then you're meeting yourself on different terms. Then you're meeting everything that you thought that you believed on a whole different wavelength. So this is why there's an importance behind these things. Not only because you can use them to your own benefit, but you can benefit others at the same time. So every time that people feel powerless about something in any different way, shape or form. It's not to say that those things don't matter. It's those things don't matter because there is no solution to the problem. When you perpetuate the problem, the problem ends up becoming ever present. And that becomes the change to your own mental slavery. You're a slave to your own doubts. You're a slave to all of the things that you feel you don't deserve, but you want. And then not understanding the basis between want and need. Do I need a new house? No. Do I want a new house? Yes. But depending on how you view these things, if you deal with something long enough, eventually you don't want it anymore. You need it. You're done with that reality and you're wanting to shift things into the next spectrum, into the next paradigm and then find your paradise. You want to be able to have something much more than what you're experiencing right now. Of course, everybody does. But are they willing to do the work? Probably not. This is where the theory becomes secondary to the practice and the practice is only a quarter of the execution. See how that breaks down? The mathematics of that is literally taking something, cutting it in half, cutting it in half again, and then not even having an explanation for the remainder because there is no mathematical formula for self-mastery. It literally becomes something that you can't put a number on. You can't put your finger on it. It's just something that exists that the majority of the world are not aware of, regardless of how much they pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to learn introductory stuff. 
you know? There's a lot of things that are swept under the rug and they tell people, oh, throw money at it, throw money at it, eventually it's going to fix it. But it's not the money. The thing is, people believe if you put a price tag on it, people will value it if they buy it. I've never seen that as true. I paid for a lot of different types of magical courses just to see if they were who they said that they were. <coughs> Excuse me. And 99% of the time, they weren't. They weren't the people. It's possibly only one person that I actually uh, paid for a course and then figured out, yeah, no, this person is definitely legit. And I still support that person to this day. Lovely individual in the Bashad wreck. But um, there is a lot of things that need to be addressed, that need to be focused on. And figure out how to be able to hyper-focus on those things. Activate the flow state where you can get in that creative mode and nothing can stop you. This is also why execution is so important because the theory gives you that train of thought to be able to jump into the practice. The practice is the layout of everything like a blueprint. You're going into it basically like a carpenter that has to build something from the ground up and then make sure that that stands the test of time, which is the execution. So you're essentially temple building, building your own range of thought, building your own philosophy, your own beliefs, and then challenging those beliefs. Just like weather would test the carpenter's framing work. So this is why these things are important and why they need to actually be made applicable. Because without them, then we're left stranded like Gilligan's Island. We're all stuck in a place that we don't know how to find our way out of, but we're more worried about mortality than we actually are things outside of our own human design and that could be the existential bummer that everybody is kind of dreading the day that they die or the day that somebody that they care about dies when really it's not about either of those things it's about doing what we came here to do and then learning what we need to learn and then passing on that wisdom into the next generation because without it we're just perpetuating the agony and becoming a glutton for punishment.